Thanks for tuning in to Beer to the Bible. My name is Ryan Graham, and today I will be interviewing one of my dearest friends, Arthur Sotero, who is a recovering addict. Today we're going to take a deep dive into what recovery is from a son's perspective. Super excited and super honored. Let's get into it. Join from Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. I'm with my dearest friend, Arthur Sotero. I'm super honored to have him on. And Arthur, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself? Yes, thanks, Ryan. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic and an addict. I'm also a member at Gateway Church. I'm a member of the prison ministry, which I'm very glad to uh, pour into uh, guys that, have been pri- that are in prison yeah. and um, bringing life to those who are um, incarcerated and also, you know, that have been addicted and, and um, yeah. suffered from alcoholism and drugs as well. Awesome. So Arthur has, from a part of his testimony that I've heard, it, he has struggled with addiction. He's a recovering addict, and I've been able to bear witness to some of his recovery and how he is able to glorify God through that. So, Arthur, if you wouldn't mind, could you just share a little bit about your testimony and where you come from? Yes, well, um, I come from uh, a house of uh, <clears throat> alcohol and drugs. You know, uh, my mother was an alcoholic. My stepfather was an alcoholic and a drug addict. He also sold drugs. And um, I grew up in that and experienced a lot of things at a very young age and uh, had a very uh, distorted uh, mindset as uh, grown as a young child, yeah. you know, witnessing a lot of stuff, you know, uh, how my stepfather treated my mother and how my mother treated my father and, and uh, you know, just seeing a lot of drinking and drugging growing up is, is yeah. uh, it. It, it, it was almost a norm in my home and yeah. uh, I didn't know at that time how how wrong it was you know or what it right. could do to a family yeah. I didn't know at that time I didn't know that that was uh you know what could cause some some of the things that I've experienced you know I didn't know yeah. that alcohol and drugs could have so much impact on somebody's life right uh but going on further as I started um experimenting with drugs and alcohol myself, you know, uh, you know, I found identity in, in some of the guys I grew up with, of course, you know, I have that, you know, absent father, you know, I grew up with my stepdad and, um, you know, that played a lot of, of my disobedience and my rebellion as a child, you know, yeah. because, uh, absent father, you know, and, and yeah. seeing what I've seen with my stepdad, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I wanted to fit in somehow. I have other siblings. I have three older sisters. I have a younger brother and, uh, somehow I wanted to fit in and, and I just didn't fit in at home. Right. So, uh, my identity that I found was some of the guys on, in, in the neighborhood and the projects that I grew up in. And, uh, and there were, um, bad influences. I can say, you know, I, I know that now 
then I didn't. It's just I fit in so well with them. Yeah. And I was accepted so fast. So yeah. I felt like I found the world, you know. So and 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 you know, fast forwarding from that, you know, I just learned uh that drugs and alcohol were a norm in my life, you know, because as I said, you know, experiencing at home uh being younger and then now as a you know, growing as a teen, preteen to a teenager, you know, all the friends that I've seen and all the friends that they hung around with, everybody was in it, you know, and, um, and, uh, so I just, I just dove head first into the drug and drug game, you know, uh, using, started off as using and, uh, you started selling. I was selling for my stepdad and, uh, and, you know, just, you know, getting in the lifestyle, idolizing, you know, the things that, uh, like the, the jewelry, you know, the clothes, the women, and, yeah. uh, the, the vehicles that, you know, there was just an idol to me. I was, yeah. I just wanted what right. some of these guys had, you know, and, right. uh, and the only way to get it was how I seen them do it. So yeah. I would try these things too. And, and fast forward to more, I wound up in prison for, you know, uh, stealing, stealing cars, you know, well, yeah. as a juvenile, you know, went to juvenile first and, and it's just, um, you know, growing up like where I did, you know, that will give you status, you right. know, get it locked yeah. up, you know, get it yeah. out. And you feel like you have this status. It's, it, it was crazy. What? what we respected as a young, as a young child, you know, and, uh, yeah. I could see that now how it just, it just played on to, even when I went to prison, you know, and, and, and wasted a lot of years in there, you know, and coming out and going back in, you know, drugs and alcohol were always a, a factor in it, you know, and, uh, you know, I even missed a lot of the, the years of my, my children, uh, lives, you know, you know, just being in prison, you know, not being responsible and, right. you know, to that effect, just not being a responsible right. man, you know, it all came from, from drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just not learning how to, not, not learning how to really deal with life, you know, yeah. covering that up with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And from a teenager's perspective, you know, I, I live my life going through the temptations to feed into peer pressure. And I go through the real life, the real life world problems that undergo in the high schools. And so growing up, you know, a part of my testimony is my dad was absent, right? And so when you don't have that father figure in your life, it's like you look for validation among another men, man. And the only men in your life are the people around you, the, the boys. And so it's the cool thing to, go get with women and it's the cool thing to go and do drugs and it's the cool thing to go and drink so you know there's an there's the 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 fatherly want in your life right but then there's the heavenly father so when did the heavenly father come and counter your lifestyle um the heavenly father uh god you know my mother was catholic you know she always prayed and you know uh prayed for me, Jesus would, you know, she would have the pictures and always tell me to pray. And, yeah. and I prayed, you know, as a kid, you know, God, you know, uh, help me get this or God help me, uh, um, get out of this situation. 
um, it wasn't until I started digging deep, you know, uh, building the relationship with God until I started, my eyes started opening and started, uh, seeing what, what God can do. And in my life, you know, I started experiencing the, the, the power, you know, and, and yeah. his realness. And uh, when did that start? When did, when was your first encounter with that? My first encounter, it's weird because, uh, I found freedom in prison, you know, um, yeah. because, uh, I was ready to get out of the the lifestyle I was living, even in there, right. you know. And yeah. uh, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know that um, how why I kept doing and acting a certain way that I was acting that I would end up back in prison or something. Yeah. So I remember asking God, you know, help me see myself. Help me, yeah. help me, um, teach me what I need to learn. You know, I don't want, it, it wasn't until my last visit to the penitentiary where I was like, God, I do not want to get out this time because before I would pray to get out, God, let me out and I promise I'll yeah. do this, you know? Yeah. And he would let, and he, he would let me, uh, and I would mess it up. But this time I would told him, I don't want to get out unless you, you, you show me something, show me something, unless I have you with me, you know? Yeah teach me something. I don't want to make the same mistakes. I don't want to, uh, go back into that life. Yeah. And, uh, and every day I would wake up, I would read, I would read some scripture and I would write it down. I would memorize, I would go to church in there and I started praising and worshiping and it would, it just did something and praising yeah. and worshiping was like, it did something to me that was like, I, it, it can't be explained to words, man. Yeah. It just, it just happened. Like, I wanted more. I wanted yeah. more. God, give me more of this. Yeah. It became my new drug. You know, I was like, uh, I, I fell in love. It was like falling in love, you know, right. but fell in love. But he also showed me what I was, right? what I was, right. what I did, you know, uh, not only seeing, um, my, what I done, you know, and, yeah. and what happened to me, but what did it do to my what did it do to my child? What did it do to my children? How did they feel without me? You know, and right. and, and it gave me vision. It gave me insight to to see that. Like yeah. before, I, I was just so selfish. I didn't know. I just didn't know what it did to my children. But God helped me see that. You know. Yeah. And it just it helped me grow. It helped me mature. You yeah. Know? One beautiful thing I feel like God really does an extraordinary job at is putting things in the light it's sometimes it's so hard to recognize the problems that you're creating through your own fleshly actions and your own fleshly desires and it's like as soon as you start living right and you start pursuing what god has for you it's like he will shine light on the things that you didn't even know were in the dark yes and so um i really i want to ask you to elaborate you said that it became my new drug it became my new high and you said it's like falling in love so what makes you look at it that way? It's um, like, it's because the word says that we are the bride mm. and he is the husband and he just wants to do for us like a husband does his wife when you first fall in love, you know, and and uh, I can, you know, explain like when I met my, the wife that I have now, you know, I fell in love with her and and she just helped me find a kid in myself that I felt that I was robbed of, mm. you know, uh, 
as a child, you know, she helped me find that, that child in me and, 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 you know, and just falling in love like that, it helps me realize how, how much God loves me as that bride, you know, like, like I love, I would do anything. I would, uh, he died for me. You know what I mean? I would do anything you want, you know, and, and I did, you know, just, I, that's how I see it, you know, as a, as a husband to his bride that he would even lay yeah. down his life for, you know? So as also a recovering addict and somebody whose life has been grasped by addiction, I want to ask you from your own personal experiences, what led you to believe that Jesus died on the cross for you? Um, I, just going to him, building that relationship, building, it has to be relationship. You have to build a relationship yeah. by going to the word. When you, when I open my Bible, I see it as I'm going to him. I'm going yeah. to my father for, God, dad, give me something. Dad, I need yeah. your advice on this. And when that relationship is built and you read and you, and you, he tells you what he's going to do and what he's done. Right. You just, you, it, it's just, you know, you believe in that, you know, you yeah. it's like, because that's what I would do. That's what I want to do. You know, I, yeah. I would do this for my child, you know, and, yeah. and, and for him to sacrifice his life, you know, for, it just makes sense. It just, it's a, it's a beautiful love story, man. Yeah. And, uh, it just, it, 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 I believe in that, you know, yeah. because it's something that I would, I would do for my children, but God did it for the world. He did it for people yeah. that hated him, you know, something that no one could possibly do. And, uh, I just, I just feel that's amazing. It's done, it's, it's, yeah. it's done amazing things in my life. That's beautiful. Um, do you have any experience with relapsing? Yes, I do. Yes, I think really my whole life has been relapses of, of, uh, episodes of relapses, uh, not only with drugs, but yes, I have relapsed with drugs because, you know, it was my norm. It was all I knew to go to, you right. know, it, it was, uh, I was familiar, familiar with it. And, uh, anytime I didn't feel good in my skin, I wanted to use, you know, yeah. in my mind, I was thinking I wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel good. Right. I was, I would go use and try to, um, s seem like I didn't use, you know, because I would have to lie. I would have to be around people. So I would have to act yeah. like I wasn't high or drunk or something, you know? So it was just an in insane behavior, you know, to do that. And, um, how did the love of Jesus pull you back out of that? The love of Jesus, because I knew he, he, he showed me that, you know, doors that he has, that he has closed, yeah. you know, cannot be opened anymore, you know, and, uh, shouldn't be open anymore. Can't be open anymore. Right. You know, I, I, yeah. you know, I've, I've destroyed lives, you know, uh, relationships. I don't want to say lives, but I, I destroyed part of my life right. and, uh, I was responsible for, you know, some 
a lot of damage in other relationships, you know, the destruction of relationships. You know, I was, yeah. I had a marriage before that I, I know I, I take responsibility for, for damaging that and, you know, uh, and, you know, not being uh, around as a father yeah. for my children. I, I, yeah. I am responsible for not being there and uh, contributing as yeah. a father should, you know. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing about Jesus' love is he always comes back. When he was being crucified, Peter rejected him three times. It was three times that he was rejected by Peter. He was disowned by Peter. But after Jesus resurrected, he went up to Peter and he goes, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's like, of course I love you, Jesus. You know I do. And then he goes, Peter, do you love me? And Peter goes, of course I love you. You know what I love. And then he goes, Peter, I asked, do you love me? And Peter's like, yes. And even though Peter disowned him, ran away from him, stayed away from him being the Messiah, Jesus goes, follow me. And he said that out of pure love. And that's the beautiful thing about recovery is his love pulls us out. Mm. Like that, that is... Yes. That is the most genuine type of love you can find. It's like, he goes, follow me. So if you had one word you could say to anybody who's struggling with addiction, what would it be? You have to put in the work. Yeah. You have to put in the work. Um, God provides the tools. He's a loving father, man. And, and, it, and it's possible. If he could change me, I was a bad addict. But if he could change me, I know he can change anybody, yeah. but it also takes work and it takes effort. You know, you have to put in the work that it takes and know you have to know, know this, that you can, um, you cannot do it alone. Yeah. You, you need the community, you need community. You need, yeah. um, you need to work, uh, you need to work some steps. You need to get join programs and, and, uh, you know, believe in your higher power. You need a higher power. And, and that one is God, you know, it has to yeah. be God ordained, man. And, uh, and I just, I just, I wish that for anybody who is suffering addiction, you know, that they just put in the work that, that needs yeah. to be done. Yeah. There's a, there's a beautiful thing happening right here in this moment. And I feel like there's a type of a type of abundant love like it's never ending that we're able to have for each other not just as addicts but because of him you know he's blessed us with the fellowship we have and so through that through the ministry like this it's there's a type of realness that goes and feeds into the people who are watching and so your words today have um, I guarantee you there's one person out there who can who relates to the entire story you have, relates to almost every aspect of it, but they haven't found the source of light. So what would you say to them? Find community, you know, uh, people, places, and things uh, that, that, that you have to stay away from and that you have to find new. You have to find new people. You have to find new places and find new things to get involved in. Yeah. Uh, going backwards, being around the same people, that's very, that's, it, it was always a, uh, uh, 
uh, mistake for me. And it was all, I was always, um, a high risk. It was a high risk for me. And, uh, I believe, definitely believe that the community that you keep is, is, uh, is, is very vital in the yeah. recovery, especially yeah. the beginning. The beginning is the hard part, but you know, as throughout, throughout your, your years, you know, the, the 12 step program, it, it's so good. It just, it, it helps you even after you, you, uh, stop using and, yeah. and drinking and stuff. So it, I, I, I advise the tw a 12 step program, you know, and, and putting in the work that get a sponsor, put yeah. in the work that you need to put in. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, also, you know, um, read your, open the Bible, read the Bible, build a relationship, build healthy relationships, you know, uh, and that, that's helped me out a lot. Yeah. So has your recovery taken a toll on your marriage? Big time, big time. It's paid big dividends, you know, uh, you know, I can see my wife is grow. I can see the growth in my wife. Uh, you know, we, we get along better, you know, we go for periods <laughs> uh, of, of, you know, just having good days, you know, cause before my drinking and drinking, we used to fight constantly, you yeah. know, I was always leaving or, uh, looking for an excuse to leave or, but now, you know, me and her are, 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 we have a com good community. We have a community in the church, you know, and, and, uh, we can have periods of peace and, and good time. And, and, yeah. uh, you know, we're growing to see her grow the way she has. It helps me want to be the man that God created me to be, you know, and that, yeah. I think that it just pays big dividends. You know? Yeah. Where would you say your faith is rooted? How, how has faith sunk into the soil of your spirit? Oh, believing in what is not seen is paid. It's just, just uh, paid. It made a big payoff because yeah. you have to have faith, you know, especially in the beginning, you, you have to have faith in God that he can do what he says he, he can do. Yeah. And uh, you have to put your faith in, in that because in the beginning, it's just, it's just so it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. You know, it's hard to go from what you've done and been doing to break out of that, uh, cycle. It's hard to get out of that. It takes faith yeah. to, uh, break out of that and create a new, a new cycle. You know? Yeah. Well, if there's one thing I can say is that I'm proud of you and so is he. He is beyond proud of you. Thank you. And there's a continuum of growth that comes from healing. And there's one thing about us and it's human nature to want to know everything. But the source, him, Jesus, yes. he knows everything about us. How many hairs are on our head? And so we'll never figure anything out. We're, we're always... We're nothing without her. And so for you to quit basing your recovery off yourself and to just give it to the higher power, that has become that faith that you've implanted into the soil of your spirit has grown and created very, very fruitful fruits. And so 
what would you say is the biggest struggle of a spiritual walk as a recovering addict? The biggest struggle is like not feeling, uh, letting go of some of the people that, that in my, in my life, I would say family cause I had a lot yeah. of family yeah. and, and, uh, not being around that anymore, you know, and, uh, you know, having new people in my life, the biggest struggle is, is feeling like, um, worrying about what they think about me. Yeah. You know, he chooses them over us. He thinks he's better than us now. Yeah. Or, and it has, and there's nothing with that. I just know what I want with my life. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the biggest struggle. Wondering what other you know, the people in my yeah. life think about me. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful thing. It's, it's, you know, when we think of role model, it's like you want to look up to somebody who's doing it right. And so to see a grown man's perseverance, just like a son, you know, you you know my father. And a, part, a big part of my testimony is my father, his addiction grasped my life. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of no spiritual motivation there's no endurance to pursue the god right and so to watch my dad come out of the ashes with you know the resurrection power of jesus and his addiction like from a son's perspective on where you stand in your recovery it's such a beautiful thing to see a grown man come out of that and persevere god and like that's what he wants i there I saw this word one time and it said the calling is not to be a pastor. The calling is not to go do this and this and this. Jesus never handed out an agenda of things to do, but instead it was always follow me, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of all men. It's, it's always been follow me. And so to watch a man pursue, not to become a pastor, now, of course, there's a life calling. There's something that you're going to go and do in your future. But to watch a man truly pursue Jesus and what he is, that's monumental for a young man growing into becoming a man. And coming from a child's perspective, your kids see that. Whether they admit it or not, like your kids see what you are and what you're becoming. And that's another message I would have for you guys out there that, your kids, they see it. They, they see a pursuit of God. And depending on how firm your ankles are and the and on the rock you stand on, the, the rock and foundation of Jesus, that is going to be monumental as to what your kids see in you. And, that, and, and just as much as you wish you could have parented them better and brought them up the right way, it's what you're standing on now is what they see. And what they see is what they're going to follow eventually. So as a parent, how do you feel that your recovery has altered the perspective your kids have of you? Mm. That's a good question. That's, that's going for the gut right there. Uh, yes, I, I think that it has uh, made an impact on my relationship with, uh, with my daughter. You know, um, she got... Uh, it, it it's it's hard to say because 
she's at a point to where she wants to believe me. She wants to, she's coming around more, but she's seen me and experienced me make promises to her that I've broken before. Yeah. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to quit using drugs. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to quit going to prison. And, uh, and I always went back and I always broke those promises. So yeah, right now she's like, um, in a, in a space where she wants to believe me and she's coming around more. And, and I know she's, she sees now, you know, and, uh, it makes me happy to, to hear her say, um, she told me this the other day that she was getting off of work and she was walking, uh, she was walking to her car and, uh, two girls approached her out of nowhere and, uh, and just said that, God sent them over there to pray over her. Did she need anything that she needed prayer about? Yeah. And uh, she was like, yes. And um, those girls prayed over her, man. And you know what she told me? She told me, Dad, I felt like you sent them to me. And that was like, that was like amazing. It was like, baby girl, that yeah. wasn't me. That was God. But yeah. I pray for you all the time. You know, I've always prayed for her. And yeah. uh, it's just for her to say that it lets me know that she does, she does see the growth in me, Yeah, you know? And, and uh, I, I, I thank God for that. You know, God is, gets all the glory for all the relationships that's been restored. Yeah. In my life, you know, um, he gets all the glory. Right. So there's people out there who may be contemplating whether it's even worth quitting, quitting the addiction, quitting the recovery, quitting the pursuit of the relationships that need to be restored because they have no hope. So just based off of that testimony and all of the other ones in your life, your marriage, where and in, in your kid, where your kid's starting to come back, and it, it comes with time, right? But if there was one thing you had for those people, one thing you could just give them right now in this moment, what would it be? To redirect that, redirect them thoughts, redirect quitting on life and quit the drugs, quit, quit wanting to give up. Turn yeah. that wanting to quit life and quit pursuing and redirect it into wanting to quit uh, quit drugs, wanting to quit drugs, quit being negative, yeah. you know, uh, start wanting to do something, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say redirected because that whole, that whole lifestyle is just a misdirected life. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, when I was pursuing that, when I was in my drugs and, and alcohol and my drinking, I did things that were there were, I, I, and I'm sure anybody that's been in drugs on drugs and alcohol can agree to we're out doing and then in the midnight hour right, and doing things that are just so crazy. You know what I mean? Just that's a misdirected life because if you can direct that same want into living a better life, that same energy, you can have so much more, man. And, and, and I just, I just lift that miss. I just say redirect them, th the, the thoughts, redirection. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank all of you for tuning in for this episode. Um, such a beautiful testimony from my friend Arthur here. And 
just beyond blessed to be here and to to give y'all a proclamation of both of our perseverances of the Lord. And recovery is just an obstacle you have to jump over with pursuing the Lord. So if there's one thing that I believe we could both say, I believe that it would be that persevere, chase. You have to chase God. The relationship is all of it. The relationship with God surpasses everything. Ephesians says that his love surpasses all knowledge. So if you receive his love and you pursue his love, it's going to torment and it's going to absolutely destroy all of the battles that you're fighting in your own heart. He's going to win that for you. So anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in and see y'all next time. Thank you for tuning in to Beer to the Bible. Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.